and welcome to another episode of Record Talk Listen. My name is Lydia, and thank you so much for joining me. On today's show, we feature Paris Ashley. Paris makes his home in Frostburg, Maryland, and has lived there for over 10 years. And he um, is a muralist, painter, and graphic designer. He studied at Frostburg State University, and he uh, does beautiful large-scale murals and public art projects in and around Frostburg and Cumberland. Uh, and for those of you who are in Cumberland and walk by the canal, as of late, he is working on a, his largest scale mural yet. So make sure to swing by and take a look. And if you're interested in finding his other murals, make sure to head check out his website and or Facebook page. And we'll link them on our website. And that's recordtalklisten.com. While you're there, you can explore the site and see all of our previous episodes. They're available for download there, as well as direct links so that you can subscribe to the podcast and never miss another brand new episode, which comes out every Sunday at 10 a.m. While you're there, we also want you to look onto the right side of the page. There's a handy dandy donate button. So if you like what you hear and you want to keep your local podcast alive, um, make sure to donate. We really appreciate all of our previous donors. So thank you very much. We also have a sister podcast. It's called Relish Pod and features Mark Witt and Tim Gallagher. And they do a monthly podcast all about cooking. So make sure to check that out as well. And if you have any questions, uh, any ideas for upcoming episodes or um, just are having a problem with maybe a recipe, you can't quite get it, make sure to send them an email and you can do that at relishpod at gmail.com. Also, they have a really awesome website with all the recipes that they talk about um, fully described um, easy to understand terms and that's relishpod.com so without further ado here is the wonderful conversation i had with paris ashley paris thanks for being here thank you for having me so um i guess we'll start at the very beginning where were you born i was born in baltimore maryland in 1982 i think turn your mic a little bit sure I was born in Baltimore, Maryland. There it is. I hear it. Uh In 1982, at Sinai Hospital Uh at 2 a.m., I think. Oh, you're a 2 a.m. baby, too. Oh. 229. Yeah. I wonder why that is. I don't know. I think it's sort of like we didn't want to come out too early. Start of the day off fresh, maybe. It might predict my bar hopping lifestyle. There you go. I'm not quite sure. It's a prerequisite, maybe. (laughs) Um, So when's your birthday, then? April 14th. April 4th. I'm an August baby. So so you're in Baltimore. You're born at Sinai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I don't have a lot of memories of Baltimore. I mean, I do have quite a few. I mean, I know Baltimore. I know yeah. it when I see it. Uh-huh. I mean, like, I didn't know The Wire was about Baltimore until I started watching it. And then, oh, that's Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's highly recognizable. But you moved at a young age. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I moved a lot because my dad was kind of a climber at work. Okay. He started working as a checkout boy at Kmart, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I have to preface all these things with I think. Right, right. Because <laughs> reliving the past isn't a welcome subject with me and my parents. But I think he started out as a checkout boy and he gradually worked his way up. He was a pretty hard worker and he was pretty smart. And he wound up manager of development and training in Detroit. So okay. before I got to Detroit, we moved 13 times. Wow. Every time he had the chance for promotion, he took it. And we were all coming with him. Was that easy or difficult to like move 13 times? You know, I think for most people it would be. Yeah. However, I was raised as one of Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay. Hanging out with neighborhood kids was considered hanging out with people of Satan's world. Oh. 
So I never had that many friends to begin with. I think that's one of the reasons I became an artist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I was always shut away. And if I had hung around a friend who watched too many bad movies, okay. maybe they swore or Ooh. maybe, you know, I had a crush on their sister. Right. I wasn't supposed to hang out with them anymore. So okay. a lot of time in my room alone with crayons. So you, you drew from a very young age then? You know, someone once, in answer to that question, somebody once asked me, when did you start drawing? Yeah. And the only answer I could give, because the first time anybody asked me that, mm -hmm. was I don't ever remember not doing it. Okay. So it's always been a part of you. Yeah. First time I got in trouble, my dad made a wonderful bunk bed for me and my sisters, and I took a permanent marker, and I decided I wanted to try out cursive writing for the first time. Oh, my goodness. Well, what'd you write? It was scribbles. I didn't know how to write yet. I was three. Oh, perfect. But you like the swirl. It's just loops. Yeah. <laughs> many, many loops in a line. Right on. I mean, did you think that that's part of your expressive nature, obviously, because you were so maybe confined? I think so. Yeah. I think I always had to create uh, situations in my head. Okay. At the same time, I can't deny my religious upbringing's influence on my art. I mean, not okay. all of my art is in rebellion to that. No, no. It is in escape from that. Some of it, quite a lot of it is actually inspired by it. Okay, good. So it wasn't a total, I mean, I think that that's oh, good. Oh, it was a total bummer. Of all the religions... I'm sorry to say this. This is very un-PC, but being a Jehovah's Witness is the least fun of all religions. At least the Catholics get wine. That's true. That's very true. Um, at least the Jewish people get to dance at weddings. Yes, we do that very well. Um, I think, uh, yeah, but it's so restrictive. I mean, I guess any extreme religion is is restrictive, but mm -hmm. that's probably your... There has to be some level of comfort there also, maybe, inspiration comes from maybe like positive things in association with hmm. well I, I was never comfortable with anything in my parents religion and i remember mm -hmm. at a very young age i would come up with excuses not to go okay to because we didn't just go to church once a week we went three times a week okay and we also knocked on doors almost every day okay and so I was always coming up with excuses not to go, to break the rules. My parents always criticized me. They're like, you're such a liar. You lie all the time. Well, I lied because I was trying to live my own life without disappointing my parents. When did you, when did you have that realization? Young? When, what realization do you mean? Like, you're like, I, this is not, this isn't for me. I actually had it someone older. Okay. Um, I think I was 22. I was living in Frostburg. Frostburg is where I really separated from my parents because okay. you have to keep in mind they moved to Frostburg and I moved with them. They still live here. And I was miserable, depressed, and drinking a ridiculous amount of alcohol every day. Okay. And I'm sitting in my house thinking, oh my goodness, God must hate me. I know my parents sure don't like me. What am I going to do? I mean, I know that all the stuff they said in the Bible is true, right? And then suddenly it hit me. Wait. Wait a minute. I don't know that all of this is true. Right. Yeah. So you I, had some, like, doubt. It also helps that Frostburg is the first place that I really started to get into um, my own life and my own beliefs and um, women who were not part of the church. 
so you you moved to Frostburg and it, it broadened your worldview. Mm-hmm. But then you, you went to Frostburg State University. Mm-hmm. I had somewhat something of a life changing event in my life. Um, you know that I, I don't want to describe exactly what it is, but you know that point in a TV show where something happens to a character. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, you've got a new daughter. Right. Or something. And then like the whole show changes and then they have a to be, to be continued. Yes. Right before the final premiere. Yeah, like a cliffhanger. Yeah. And yeah. then they pull you up and then right as the season premiere comes out, you find out, oh, she's not really his daughter. Right, right, right. <laughs> you had this. Oh, it's it's a show that's just jerking you around. Right, right. Something like that happened to me. And the very next day I applied to FSU. I said, what do I want to do? What do I have to do? And that was art. It was painting. Painting. Okay. Yeah. So you get into Frostburg and then you start going through the classes and the coursework. And then, I mean, how was that like amazing to you? Like a whole new world opened up or a whole different way of thinking about art from what you had been doing? My art classes at FSU helped me advance my artwork and define my own style. Okay. But the thing that really changed my life was learning about physics and biology. And especially quantum physics and especially the biology of DNA and molecular biology. Okay. Finding out how form follows function in everyday life. Finding yeah, yeah, yeah. out why things do the things that they do. And automatically. Yeah. Because yeah. art I was already interested in. I yeah. was already going for that. Uh, the professors at FSU really helped me out in starting my career. Mm-hmm. But the things that really helped my art a lot and it really changed my life were the psychology courses and the physics courses and the math courses so and the just, biology. It's a well-rounded thing. So something that you always had in your back pocket was art, but something that actually made you hungry for learning was not art related at all. The thing that made me hungry for learning, despite all I've said about my parents for all this time, I still think they're slightly backwards religious uh, zealots, uh-huh. but they're the ones that gave me the hunger for learning. They, from when I was a kid, I would get grounded. Every time I got grounded, oh, you can't watch TV. Oh, you can't watch TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't use the computer. Oh, you can't see your friends. But I could have as many books as I wanted. And okay. as much trouble as I would get into as a kid, if I could reasonably, legally <laughs> explain my way out of it, right? then I was all right. That's good. So Frostburg totally changed your life then. In a good way. Yeah, it really did. So you came to Frostburg for kind of not the best reasons. And then, but you stayed because it's home. I I have to say, like, I came back. You came back. Yeah. Uh, Right after I graduated, I moved away from Frostburg. And I moved to a place that I thought perhaps might be better than Frostburg. Okay. Uh, Maybe was kind of like Frostburg, but more... Like the place I wanted to be. I went to Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah. Okay. It's a very prosperous town. Yeah. It's got a lot of great cool. food. Yeah. Yep. Very hip. Very cool. Lots of lots of hipsters and hippies and people complaining about both of them. And I thought, you know, this is the place where I want to be. But when I got there, it's very interesting. Asheville was like Frostburg could seemed more like Asheville twenty years ago. A little bit, a quiet under, quiet, you know, hidden gem sort of a deal. Yes. Yeah. A lot of the old timers in Asheville complained just that, oh, this place has gotten too corporate and, oh, the property values are too high. Like, I can't believe I had to sell my house for three times what I bought it for. Yeah. Tough, tough, tough. But at the same time, I never felt like I was part of something. 
Okay. I was just one more of the artist crowd, one more of the crowd trying to make money off of the tourists. And I've lived in Frostburg for 12 years now. Yeah. And here is where I actually cared and people actually cared about what happened to me. Yeah. It's a it's a strong community. Mm-hmm. Very strong. Um, and super supportive. Yeah. I mean, like very, very. Like if you have an idea, people are... <laughs> or at the ready to kind of make it happen. Yeah. And that's that's pretty amazing, especially for artists. Yeah. I catch a lot of fra- flack from my friends because I like the Frostburg police. I oh, yeah? That. I love those guys. Oh, yeah? Why? If you don't mind me asking. They like the mural that I did on Broadway, and they always treat me very nice, and they're, always very, and they're yeah. always very polite, like if I get stopped in a traffic light, and they're, and they're pretty reasonable. They're well, I think they, you painted something really beautiful that they get to look at every day. And, you know, that they, they appreciate that. They also appreciate I, I found I've come to find that Frostburg cops have category have two categories of people. OK. People who they have to hear from all the time uh-huh. and people who they never hear from. OK. I'm in the latter category. <laughs> that's good. They don't have to hear from me. That's good. Yeah, that's awesome. Or so about me. <laughs> well, so Frostburg did this big initiative of doing murals and and you have like a lot of murals around Frostburg. So how do you get the right perspective and make sure that the dimensions are correct and all that kind of stuff? Before a mural gets started, you're told the dimensions of it. You're told how big it's going to be. And so you have to come up with an idea. And part of art and design is coming up with designs to incorporate that. Dimension. Yeah, that dimension that Mm -hmm. you're given. And so when I first, my first mural was painted back in Detroit in maybe 99 okay and then another one i think in 2004 and from doing both of those i got to learn how to how to have wonderful design and disperse an image across a plane that's wider than the human eye can look at yeah and like if you look at the mural that i'm working on in cumberland right now right it's it's too big for you to actually look at it all at once that's yeah that's very true so how do you combat that when that mural is finally done, and if you look at the samples that I have online on my Facebook page, Paris Art, well, I won't give you the spelling. We'll, you can find it on your own. We'll link it. Yeah. But when you, if you look on that, it has visual leaders leading from one side to the other. Yeah. Um, there's this one scene where there are Shawnee Native American men and women who are talking about, who are explaining the history of Cumberland and the stars. And then from then on, that scene is a fox chasing a rabbit. And that fox chasing the rabbit leads to George Washington and General Braddock leading um, a convoy from one side to the other. The direction that they comes from leads to a battle site in Cumberland. The What was it? Folks Mill, mm-hmm. which goes to Hannah and Thomas Cressop, who are founders of the town. So each successive image follows one they all flow from one point to the next it's one of the main principles of design and it it makes it just heating that and that's something i learned from frostburg state that i didn't know about before yeah that helps me to do those things yeah so it's sort of it's when you went there you you had done a couple of murals but going to that class made you understand maybe more of the concept of the flow of the piece and how to get a better yes it helped me with problem solving so the one you're working on now is is that your largest mural? Yes, it is. I just stop and think about that. But yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And so I imagine that comes with its own set of challenges. 
I have to hire workers. Yeah. I have a few. I a few. I've had one or two before, but it's different having a number with a different set of skills. Interesting. Is it so you have to now instead of you just taking charge and doing the whole thing, you have to manage people. Mm-hmm. How is that? Oh, it's it's more challenging than I would like to admit to anyone. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's new. <laughs> I like to project this image that I'm in control and on char- in charge all the time, but I am not. That's okay. I don't think anybody uh I don't think anybody has it together all the time. If they if they're appearing that way, it's a very good act. <laughs> I was, you know, it's funny. I was talking to a friend of mine right before we we met up and she was talking to me about the lifestyle she was leading and she's having the time of her life. Oh yeah. I mean, leading the kind of life in her 20s that I didn't get to live until much later. Mm-hmm. And she still said, well, I just don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. And I said, the wonderful point that I realized in my life where I realized that I didn't know what I was doing and yeah. that was okay. It's yeah. the best part of your life. Right. That's, that's what your 20s are for. And sometimes your early 30s. Yeah. It just depends. Um, and I'm trying to carry that through to my mid and later 30s. I think so, too. I mean, you can even have like, well, they call it traditional midlife crisis where you like buy a convertible and freak out slightly. I think that that's cool to do probably any decade. Yeah. It's probably good to shake it up every once in a while. People just go through that midlife crisis because we reach our highest earning potential right when we're about 40. Yeah. That's when we're earning the most through our lives. I know I'm going to buy an Infinity Q45, Dad, because you only let me drive at 30 feet, Dad. <laughs> I'm going to drive by your house, too. And wave. I'm Maybe. not going to wave. Not going to wave. I'm going to just right. let him waft my manly odor. There you go. <laughs> I love it. So how many murals do you have in the area and where can people um, enjoy them? Let's see. That's a that's an answer I'm going to have to give you by timeline because I don't think of how many I do. Okay. I started out when I was um, – when I first applied to FSU, I started working for a professor named Dustin Davis at FSU. I was sitting in his office one day and somebody just happened to call looking for a mural. It was a man named Larry who owns Wild Things. Which okay. is a bar that has had food that has steadily improved Good. since its opening. And they have the first meal that I did, um, which glows in the dark. If you ever get a chance for him to turn on really? the black lights, you can do that. That uh, The summer after I finished that, which I think was in 2012, I worked in the Frostburg Pool, one side of that. Then there was the Bar Monkey. Yes. That was... Uh, yeah. Because um, I interviewed a guy that he came onto the podcast to talk about he had hired you to do this wonderful thing. And he was, was it Ryan? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. He was on the podcast and he He's was talking about Florida. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So he um, yeah, he talked about how wonderful your your murals were. And that's where I first heard of you. And then I've been watching you flourish ever since. Yeah. That's very interesting. I have to say, the bar monkey with, working with Ryan was the first time that I was sitting around in the summer. And I needed a project to work on, Mm -hmm. but I didn't want anyone to tell me what that project would be. So he was managing the bar monkey. And I said to him, just let me paint something on that fence. Yeah. And you can compensate me in any way that feels appropriate, appropriate for you. But I just need something to do. Yeah. Because I'm between classes and I 
am going nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I need to paint. Yeah, yeah, I need to paint. And so I'd come over and I'd just paint and he'd say, hey, oh, you're doing your therapy. And I'd say, yeah, yep. And so that, just doing that project alone, just for publicity, earned, I doubled my Facebook likes. Yeah. Which earns me no money, but right. it's a wonderful barometer for how well your business is doing. Yeah. And so from then on, I've just started doing projects that have been done, you know, for whatever the business owner can, you know, donate in Frostburg. Yeah. Only in Frostburg. Okay. <laughs> Don't you call me from <laughs> right. Baltimore asking for a free mural. Right, right, right. But just in Frostburg. And then the project became something else. It's how many can we do in Frostburg? How can we boost the local economy? How can we make Frostburg a certain center of attention? Because by then I was invested here. And then the uh, was it the city of Frostburg that, that commissioned the piece next to on Broadway? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was something you worked on all summer. And I know because people would come to the farmer's markets and walk by mm-hmm. and like you could see the progress every week. And it was really exciting to see you up there painting every week. Or more if you happen to live in Frostburg. Were people stopping all the time and talking to you? Oh, yes, they were. Yeah, well, and that's that's part of the fun, I would <laughs> yeah, imagine. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. It really is. Even the, even the people that bugged the heck out of me, Yeah, I appreciated that they stopped to say something. It's something when you're, you're working on a piece and you've been working on it for four hours and you just realize you've reached your crest and working at it. Yeah. You hear a voice behind you going, Hey! Buddy, hey! Right. You just ignore it because you know you're in your zone. Yeah. And hey, hey. Yeah. So you're like, turn around. Yes. <laughs> Can I help you? I'm a little busy right now. Yeah. I like your work. Awesome. Really? That, that, that's <laughs> why. I, but hey, am I complaining because someone is like giving you like a a thumbs up and mm-hmm. good job so yeah. even when it got annoying it was great yeah it's and gotta that's be the best job affirming absolutely yeah so you're in a zone like when you're in a spurt, certain mm-hmm. part you just like totally are in yeah. it yeah and that broadway job that that one right before i think i did that one mm-hmm. i did the rest of the frostburg public pool and yeah. that might be my favorite piece if it's a tie between that and a place to eat. We'll see when a place to eat is done. Okay. But You're the, still working on that one. Then. The Frostburg pool was, I gave them a design. I tried out something new and it, it just, that's the beginning of what you would say my style is right now. Okay. It's the Frostburg pool. So you've definitely seen a style shift then. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. That shows growth. Yep. That's what you want as an artist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to thank Judy Durr for that. She was my professor at FSU who helped me to, you know, like master every single discipline. Good. So that you can have your own style. Yeah. So do you only do murals or do you paint smaller scale things or is there going to be a Paris art show? I have a show coming up at the Seville Gallery. Really? November 2017. And uh, I'm looking forward to that one because the subject is something that I've been getting into since i've started at fsu but there hasn't been a class for it okay that's good so it's something totally new and different i hope so awesome what have you started on it yes i have good um see you can tell i'm still thinking of it because i'm a little hesitant to bring it up but it's actually a look at human sexuality in america Cool. Not in the rest of the world, but specifically in America. Okay. In America, I think that we've come under what 
I would call a certain amount of gynophobia, a yeah. fear of women's bodies to where, I mean, did you see that campaign on Facebook where they posted a uh, nude topless women with male nipples? Yes. Yes. I saw that. On their own? Yeah. Why is that okay? Are I people so afraid? I heard this one comedy by Louis C. This one comedy skit by Louis C.K. where he's talking about the creepy interest that um, some fathers seem to have in their daughter's sexuality. Yeah. You don't have anything to do with that. Right. Make sure she's safe. Make sure all that she doesn't get hurt. But right. you don't have a say in what another person's sexuality is. And Americans, I think because maybe ever. Because of a certain cultural outlook that we've been brought up with, we have this crude fear of another person's sexuality. Right. Yeah, no, it, it's that. Well, it is the people that founded this country were so uptight, you know, England kicked them out. So, <laughs> well, the British kick you out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, the British kick you out, you know, you gotta be really uptight. There's a. Um, a guy named Greg Proops, who's also a comedian, and he goes, do you know how much fun America would have been if it was founded by, like, a, an Italian party boat? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, could you just imagine? I don't It is. It's strange. And then sometimes you have, um, and I hear this a lot. We had, we met some people that were coming, that were staying in the U.S. doing, I guess, their doctorate work, and it was about um, human sexuality, mm-hmm. and they were in Kentucky. And it was like, and they were from the Czech Republic. So they're from Europe and they're just like, uh, this is totally repressed and crazy. And <laughs> it was, it was pretty interesting to hear their views on it. I think that's excellent. Your show's going to be, uh, good. I hope so. Yeah. I hope it'll be the kind of thing. I want to make it actually an all ages show because I think, I mean, people talking as proponents of human sexuality at all points, but I think up to a certain point, that's why you have an age of consent. That's why you exclude children from it. Because I think there's a way to do that and show that in a show where you could have children there and they won't get it. Sort of an exploration of why people find the things attractive that they do. Okay. And and why is that in in exclusion of all other things? And yeah, that will include breasts too yeah absolutely it's a huge part of human sexuality but it will also include things like um feet yeah yeah and so it's just like comfort with your own sexuality yeah the the manipulation of bodily fluids is also a huge um component in many people's sex lives i think it's good to push the envelope it's definitely something that's never been done before here i hope they'll appreciate me saying it now well it's good promotion for the arts council you have this huge mural happening downtown. You have mural at the Creamery, which depicts like a a wonderful version of the downtown of Cumberland. Mm-hmm. How we all how we all want it to be, I suppose. Full of uh, well, that's shops. A, that's how I saw it. Yeah, I didn't show the for lease signs. No, that's good. <laughs> you took your artist license on that then. Yeah, I kind of joked with um, some members of. Uh, well, some people who live in Frostburg that the mural that I did in Frostburg is pro-Frostburg propaganda. Um, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, no. especially the mural um, like the Queen City Creamery. That's how I actually see Baltimore Street. That's how I saw it many times when I was walking down there. It's not fantasy to see something in the best possible light because people also do it of other people all the time. And it's viewed as a virtue. 
And so it's not so bad. I mean, Frostburg, what's one of the reasons why I do so much art in Frostburg and why I've stuck to it for so long? It does have its faults, mm-hmm. but it's up to people whether or not they want to see those or the potential. And that's what parents do for their children every day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you're just sort of like really taking the time to leave your mark in a positive way mm-hmm. that's beneficial for everybody. The Allegheny Arts Council of Cumberland, I mean, you know, I, I kind of wanted to say this sure. in some sort of public forum. Mm-hmm. At some point, it was published that a mural that I did, uh, that I proposed, the one I'm working on at Canal Place mm-hmm. for the Allegheny Arts Council, was maybe a little too sexy and a little too dark. And yes, they did say that. And I am prouder of that than almost everything else in my life. But that is not the reason why it was canceled. Right. It was canceled for very... I mean, that's the reason... It was delayed for very practical reasons. Okay, that's fine. And yeah, just wanted to say that. Good. Well, we cleared that up. Yeah. Allegheny Arts Council, for me, they kind of get things done. Artists don't get along very well. I think the Arts Council is is important for artists, especially because it gives you opportunities to do murals like you're doing and be able to show your work in a big forum and have it marketed. And it's still sort of close to Frostburg. Still in the same county. This is true. I hope one day that'll count. Yeah. There came a point. Well, I was in Asheville and I started asking people who've lived there a long time, well, what about this place? And what if they, they aren't really separate cities, but everybody who lived there went to work there. Interesting. Like I see that for Frostburg. Like, yeah, it's Allegheny County, but one day it could just be Allegheny. Right. Like, you want to go to Allegheny? Yeah, maybe. And all the adjoining towns. Right. It doesn't have to be Frostburg. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You've got the mur- When is the mural? When do you plan on having it done? Do you have a deadline? There's not a specific deadline. That's good. But I think it will be done a month from now. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. I have some great assistants working for me. So Yeah. I guess it Let's speeds see. things along. I only have a brief period to get these things done. Yeah. So one of the parts of my job is I've just gotten used to doing murals very quickly. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I get hired because if you take too long to do a work of art like that, Especially if it's in a big space, it's very public. Yeah. Um, the weather gets bad. If it dips below forty degrees, the paint forty five degrees, the paint doesn't work. So there's like a lot of logistical nightmares you have to deal with too. So mm-hmm. the faster you can get it done, the better. Yep. That's awesome. So um, I love your art. I think it's fantastic, and it really does make a huge difference in the area. And I'm glad that you're bringing the mural back in a big way, or it was never here. So <laughs> you're sort of just pushing it, which I think is good. Thank you. So I asked the same three questions to all my new uh, participants on the podcast. Are you ready? Sure. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Eden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> never had that one before. Uh, what's your favorite season? Oh, it's fall. Fall? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I'm not even sure why. <laughs> Do you just have a, is that like a feeling you get when fall comes around? That's sort of like. No, I think I, it's because I love school. Yeah? Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Every um, time, go ahead. Every time fall comes around, I I don't know. I think I actually, since I've been at school yeah. for the past five years, but I don't know. I think when fall comes around this year, I'm just going to be waiting to go to class and it's not going to happen. So I'm going to have to take some online courses. You could just show up. What if you just showed up at class and be like, oh, out of habit, I'm here. Actually, I think this year I'll be getting paid to do that. So. That's good. That's awesome. Um, if you 
What would be if you knew what your last meal was going to be? What would what would you eat? What depends. Am okay. I dying willingly or unwillingly? Uh, willingly. Okay. It's not like um. No, it's well, the reason why I ask that is because I'm allergic to quite a few foods. Crab, okay. lobster, shrimp, kiwi, strawberry, banana, everything good, basically. Wow, that's And so if yeah. I am being executed on death row, my last meal will be a combination of those things. things. As I slowly choke to death, I'll give them the finger. Nice. But if you're asking what my last meal would be if I knew I was going to die. Something you would enjoy. Oh, I want a Reuben. A Reuben. Yep. Awesome. Some fries. Well, who has the best Reuben? Do you make the best Reuben? I love them all. Yeah. I've never had a Reuben. Never had a bad Reuben. Yeah, Reubens. I've never had a Reuben where I didn't think I could immediately not want another one. Oh wow! I think Reuben's one of those sandwiches that people have enough respect for; they don't mess it up. That's good. Any dessert? Mm. Another Reuben. I want Ben and Jerry's chubby hubby ice cream. Nice, perfect. Paris, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And we can talk again anytime you want. Great. For more information on what you've heard on today's show, make sure to head over to our website, and that is recordtalklisten.com. We have direct links to Paris Ashley's website and also his Facebook page and where you can find his murals and enjoy them. So if while you're on our website and you're wondering, I really want to not have to think about downloading this podcast every week, we, we agree with you. You should be able to do it automatically. And there are applications for that. We are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Republic, and Google Play. So there's no excuse to not listen to us each and every week. While you're on our website, we have that awesome donate button. So don't forget to, to hit, up, hit it. Worst case scenario, you support your local podcast. If you're a local business and you want to reach thousands of people, and I mean that truly, thousands of people worldwide, then um, this might be the place for you to advertise. And if that sounds like a good idea, then send us an email and that's recordtechlisten at gmail.com. We always love to hear from our listeners. So if you have something to say, a little suggestion, do you want to come on the show or do you want to nominate somebody to come on the show? Let us know. We're on social media and we're very active. We're on Twitter at RTL Pod. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Record Listen. And like I said before, an old-fashioned email always gets through. And it's Record Listen at gmail.com. This has been another episode of Record Talk Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Until next time, thank you so much. <laughs>